playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. Now, who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops from the mountaintops is, look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike. We have to use the rest of the season to figure out if Jordan Love is any good. Burns, and with me, as always, your favorite Packers co-host, Bill. I don't see another win on the schedule. Kron's Noble, and... Hey. Oh, wait, go ahead, Bill. Say hey to the people. Hi, people. And your resident Bears fan, Jeremy Christian Watson is irrelevant, Macatelli. And for all of you listeners, we have a special guest, Ryan. Time for a Packers season over podcast. Harry, Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Second time on. Me and Bill did a, did a pod, so... Uh... But good to be here with the, the core three, so I'm excited. So, As you can see, I did shut out Jeremy. Um, I may make that a theme of the podcast. I uh, was trying to think of negative things Jeremy had said the entire year, but I think that I mentally block out all of the things that he says. So today on the podcast, we are going to talk about the roster moves that took place. We are going to do a quick recap of the Packers-Cowboys game, and then we're going to get into the game preview against the Tennessee Titans Thursday night. One of the podcast hosts here today will be at that game, so maybe we'll get a little insight there. We'll finish up with our favorite matchup to watch theme of the week. We'll get the injury report from the captain, Bill, and then we'll talk about what we're most afraid of, and we will finish up with Jeremy's matchup stats. So let's get into it. Bill, you were the one that put the... um, roster moves on the rundown so I assumed that's something you wanted to talk about so I'll let you run from there yeah there's a flurry of roster moves made today uh, none bigger of course than the release of Kyle Hill oh and Amari <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Amari Rogers uh, our long national nightmare is over he's gone um, because he fumbled the ball we have, I think it was um, five, bump, five fumbles on 20 um, punt returns, and also he had more, I think he had more career fumbles than receptions. Yeah, uh, so no, he had one more reception than fumbles, and yes. I... That's a crazy I re- stat. <laughs> I remember I was sitting on the... When he fumbled against Dallas, I sat back and said out loud, I'm like, I. it feels to me like Amari Rogers fumbles once every other game and I was not I was like being hyperbolic like it just feels that way and then I see on Twitter that that is in fact true he has five fumbles in 10 games this season and I feel bad for the guy because at this point it's like running someone out there when you know they're gonna fail like they are going to fail we all know he's bad and they keep putting him out there I started to feel bad for him because when he's running out there there's no way that man has any confidence in himself Dude, he got, he's got the yips. I, I actually, like, wanted to talk about this with Christian Watson, but now 
I mean, he might be on his way to the Hall of Fame. We'll get there eventually. But, <laughs> um, uh, but also, funny little tidbit about Amari Rogers. I don't know if any of you caught this, but I remember very vividly when we played the Saints last year and we were getting blown out and um, uh, Love came in and he threw a pass to Rodgers and everyone's like, there's the future connection of the Packers for years to come. So not not a very good take there. Another awesome move by Goot. Uh, the guy's an absolute clown show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, not a good draft. I don't understand the Colin Hill thing though. I don't get that one. I, I don't get it either. I, I don't understand. Just, I think it was just uh, didn't have, just a lot of guys. You know, not, not enough touches to go around. Too many good players. One That's ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Too many good players. Yeah, our, our running back room is like the Brooklyn Nets. So, um, uh, Jeremy, um, talk to me about how you feel about Amari Rogers no longer being a Packer. Future Bear? No, the only thing I thought of was the first guy, the, the guy who came and relieved him. Did you guys see the way he caught the punt? <laughs> oh my god, it was so it was cringy. Like right? Dude, yeah, that was he, like, sick perfect. as hell. He his hands like glue. That was sick as hell. That's a confident man, dude. He just goes, that was <laughs> that was a confident man. It was like Jason Hayward catching fly balls. Or no, <laughs> Dr. Fowler catching fly balls. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like running backwards. And by the way, I'm pretty sure he caught it like the three yard line and catches it above his head and it just sticks. It just sticks. It was incredible. I was like, oh shit, they might have a returner now. Did you see how he caught that? (laughs) (laughs) Serious question for uh, Bill and Mike and Jerm, feel free to chime in. But like, why is Tyler Irvin just not on our team to do punts and kicks? He was good at it. He was like good in packages. And we just didn't, we just like let him walk in free agency and he was cheap. And like, we, Packers special teams is so egregious. This is one of my takes Mike knows is like, JK Scott should have just stayed on the team because as bad as he was at punting, he held the ball good. There was never any kicking issues before we had whatever (laughs) holding. Seriously, like, at some point or another, is is Swerve Irvin worth a roster spot, Billy? Look, we get a point there, so I'd like to. Well, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Gigi Westbrook was at the practice line, and he's already getting mocked by one Peter Lukowski as 2019 Tyler Irvin. So that's a wild name to see on there, dude. That's actually great. I did not know about that move. I knew about the other two, but I had a busy afternoon, just like Mike, and I did not actually see that. That's that is wild. Yeah, I mean, um, to answer your question directly, uh, Tyler Irvin is not on this football team because we make poor personnel decisions, I think. I don't know. Like, he uh, hurt a bunch his last He game. did get hurt a lot. He did get hurt a lot. I, dude, I, I'm kind of disappointed that my internet wasn't working or I couldn't get in the cat. I, well, I'm very happy we won. But I had like an all-time rant for you guys lined up. I had all these points about Goon and all this stuff. Not that Goon had anything to do with why we won this game, but I was I was ready to go in after the trade deadline. Kind of happy I came, you know, calmed down. But uh, still not happy. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up because we were trying to think of a theme of the week, and uh, now I do have a theme of the week. Uh, that we'll get to later, other than the Amari Rogers discourse. The other theme of the week on Packers Twitter this week is just posting uh, the 2020, or is it 2020? Yeah, the 2020 draft class. Um, people are loving putting the 2020 draft class out there. Not great. Doesn't look fantastic. No, you mean 2021. Is it 2021? Yeah, that'd be Amari yeah, Rogers. Okay. That'd be. Yeah, Kyra, yeah, Baby Hill. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Um, you know, Goode hasn't, I mean, he's had some good classes, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like old Ted, RIP, like the greatest, uh, the greatest pick he ever had was the guy who fell into his lap. And, it's right. a, and you know, it's a four-time MVP. So, you know, it's, you got to take the good with the bad, you know? So, yeah, Goode's been, uh, been swinging and missing a lot. He basically, you know, I think it is Mike, he made that big splash in 2019 when he signed all those guys. I remember you and I texting like, this is crazy. And I think he thought like, all right, this is going to set me up for a decade. I made so many moves. Everyone thinks I'm like aggressive, you know? It's like, how many times do you hear, oh, we were in talks. You know, we we, we were in talks. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm sick of hearing like, 
we tried. Like, I try to not eat Chick-fil-A three times a week, and I'm a piece of shit, and it never works. So, <laughs> you know, like, you can say you tried, but, like, every other team in the NFL seems to try and succeed and get better, except for us. But that's a, that's a topic for another day. Yeah, the in-conversation, uh, my favorite thing. I'm so happy that we're at a place now where we may get hurt by – uh, not being able to acquire someone on the waivers. I'm so pumped up for it. Uh, Yancey, big pen. Then don't ask it, Lance. All right, let's move on to a recap of the game against the Dallas Cowboys. The Green Bay Packers come out on top 31-28, and I never, ever, ever curse on this podcast. Uh, but that one felt really good. Like when that game ended, I just sat back on my couch, put my hands behind my head, took a deep breath, sighed it out, and was like, oh, that one felt real good. That one felt so good. That was our Super Bowl. Uh, Bill and I talked about that being our Super Bowl, and it felt amazing. So um, I I guess I'll, le- I'll just like, leave it open-ended for you guys and then we can talk about some specific things but takes from the uh the dallas cowboys game uh i just want to say i texted bill beforehand we're gonna win this game back me up bill um i was actually very high on the packers winning that game only because i'm a total like just idiot sometimes and i always talk to myself like my dad super pessimistic packers fan i'm the opposite i'm very optimistic i'm always talking myself into that we're gonna win but I thought the McCarthy era, I thought that whole narrative was big. And they hadn't played at home in a month. You got to think about that. So that, would, to me, was bigger. Bill? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is our Super Bowl. We won. I was, even though I put it down and that we would be crushed, uh, we did win. Um, so I was, again, when we do the Packers podcast, uh, which we're doing right now, we never lose. Uh, <laughs> Correct. We're undefeated, never lost. Um, yeah, that was no, that was the best. The the best the offense has looked as a whole the whole whole year, and easily the best game of Rodgers season. Uh, um, by the way, this is the first time my thirty point uh, prediction came to, came true. Um, and I will. It did take overtime. We needed it. Jeremy, how did you feel watching that football game as a uh, oh. as a Bears fan? My only takeaway is that. W- I want to say it as a question. When have the Cowboys ever come through in a big spot? <laughs> God, I hate them. <laughs> Don't ever do anything right ever. But that's a, oh, that man. is a good that's a good point for Germ there because as much as you know people want to hate on the Packers, I think there's more universal hate for the Cowboys. We've all Dog, seen the they- like. Anybody who wants them to come through and beat a team you don't like, maybe even more than them, it's just like, hey, I already don't like the Cowboys. They're just giving me more reason not to like them. Like, don't trust Dak. Don't trust McCarthy. I mean, you never should, but just come, guys. <laughs> what are we doing? Fourth and four, you can't get a play in. That's it's a so terrible good. play. Um, that was a okay, I, this is, Mike, I need to call you out on something because I, I need to know two things. So number one, uh, based off of your takes from last week, do the Cowboys still lose that game with Jordan Love at quarterback for the Packers? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. And you made some, you had some very revisionist history on old Mike McCarthy last week, and he looked very Mike McCarthy-esque at the end of that game. So it was kind well, of... Uh, that's, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I want to revel in this just for a little bit and laugh about it. The Packers just won a football game in Green Bay because Mike McCarthy was too aggressive. Yeah, I, that saw, that, is I saw that tweet, yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> like, that irony is incredible that he decided to make what, what I, I still think is the right call. You've got to go for it there. Like, you've got to go for it. I, I would have been, if I was a, a Cowboys fan, I would have been screaming at the TV, go for it. But the fact that Mike McCarthy lost or won the Packers a football game because he was too aggressive is just like chef's kiss irony. Oh, it was so good. Well, also a stat that probably goes under the radar. I don't know if you guys brought this up, but 
another reason I knew we would win is because the Cowboys were coming off a bye, and we can all remember as Packer fans, Mike McCarthy atrocious off of byes at his tenure <laughs> in Green Bay. So another factor, like, you know, Andy Reid's really good off the bye. Mike McCarthy is the complete opposite of that. So a lot of factors there. So, um, yeah, I think not to, like, steal the thunder here, but that pack, I'm not saying, like, this could be the beginning of something because there's a long season ahead, but the Packers in that game did literally everything that we thought they couldn't do. They scored three points. Christian Watson, like, I, after he dropped that second ball, I was like, dude, the dude has the yips, and I'm wondering if him dropping that bomb in week one has just screwed up his whole season, like... I don't know, you know, we've all probably played sports, like, you all get in your, your own kitchen about, like, I can't do this, I can't do that. And I almost wonder if, like, that touchdown, because it was such a crazy over-shoulder of the catch, he doesn't have time to think. It's just, like, pure athleticism takes over, and he makes the catch, right? So he has a crazy game. The Packers score a bunch of points. Who knew, Mike, I know you, I didn't know, who knew Aaron Jones was so good at football, right? It's crazy. We've only been saying that since 2017. <laughs> but also, not only that, but yeah, the defense gave up points, but we've all been there in over Bill, Mike, we've all been there in overtime where I go, cool, they're going to march down, they're going to score, Rodgers never going to touch the ball, I've seen this song and dance so many times, and on that fourth and four, whatever it was, I'm like, I know it's going to happen, we're going to get a sack, and Dak's going to bounce out of it and run for like eight yards, I've seen this so many times in my life, so when they actually got the stop, and we went down and kicked the field goal, it was like everything in that game was everything we have not been able to do this year. And now, I still think we need a number one receiver. I'm not going to go back on this point. I've been saying all year I like our rookies. I just think the lack of experience is going to hurt us if we make any type of run. But Watson looks like he could be a guy. Dobbs, we already know, is pretty solid. Like, it's interesting. And Cobb is coming back. And, dude, Cobb looked really good before he got hurt. He looked rejuvenated. He looked young again. And so, yeah, everything in that game was everything that has not happened this year, and it just proves that at the end of the day, you can count them out, but, like, you still have Aaron Rodgers. He played well. And, I mean, Jerem knows that, you know, as much as anyone in the world. And so, for me, like, dude, I'm all in, and I'm going to be there on Thursday. And the last game I went to, Mike, I think you were actually there. It was uh, 2017 Thursday Night Football Bears-Packers. It was the game that Danny Trevathan tried to decapitate Devontae Adams. I think you were there, um, which we won. So um, Packers win most games that I go to, and I actually think the short week at home is going to help them. And, look, Philly just lost. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, So I have – I want to talk about the the play – with Christian Watson where the ball was up in the air and Aaron Rodgers I think underthrew him but Christian Watson didn't realize the ball was in the air and so he stopped running and he looked like an outfielder trying to <laughs> fake out someone who was tagging up from second base or third base like he decided to like pull up I, <laughs> the Christian Watson experience is going to be the greatest of highs and the lowest of lows. It is like, he's not done dropping passes. He's not done dropping defaults. He's not done, done making mental mistakes. And um, while I'm excited for it right now, the volatility of my fandom when it comes to Christian Watson is going to be very high. It is going to be from, like, next great wide receiver to bust and get him off the team. You know what his arc is already starting to mirror a little bit is MBS, where it's, like, a ton of raw potential, can make these crazy plays, but then has these frustrating drops. Like, But let me ask you this. If if Christian Watson is MBS, is that the worst thing in the world? You still need, like, a true number one, and it's not Lazard. But, I mean, is that the worst thing? No, so it could be better, right? Um, I was actually I was listening to a podcast today that I was made because we're doing a Packers podcast. Um, but they were saying that, uh, like physically, like outside of the hands, the biggest or the closest player that Christian Watson measures up to. So again, this is everything outside of hands. 
is Randy uh, Moss. Have you just loved the memes on Twitter of the Randy Moss three catch hundred whatever yard game? <laughs> no. Game, and they're just putting Watson's <laughs> face on it. It is yes. so, so pure. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, listen, I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, but you can't say he's not going to the Hall of Fame. So, you know, <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah, well, Germ's like still hoping that, you know, fucking whatever uh, White from 2015, Kevin White turns out to be something, you know? Oh, I know it's still got wheels. I know. <laughs> Where is he right now? What team is he on? I just heard his New name. New Orleans. He uh, had ah, a 50-yard catch and run a few weeks ago on a Thursday. He was a yard away from scoring his first NFL touchdown. That's crazy, Jesus. dude. That's okay, crazy. I have I have breaking news about something, and we've got to commit to this on Twitter. But given the developments on the defensive side of the ball last week, I am here to announce that we have a new king of the slot. We are retiring Kevin King as the king of the slot. <laughs> now the wordplay doesn't work as well, but maybe like the savage of the slot. We've I was just gonna say, we already have the alliteration, savage of the slot. Savage of the slot, we've got the savage slot of savage. the slot. Slot savage, Jeremy. Dude, Workshop, is- we've done it. Dude, we've done it, looked- all right. He looked a lot better out of the slot. Like I know I'm not like I didn't look at the the grades because I'm not one of those people. But I thought he looked more impactful out of the slot. Uh, another guy on the way to the Hall of Fame, Rudy Ford, obviously. Like you know. So. <laughs> oh, by and, the way, uh, 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 Bill, why don't you announce to the people what Rudy Ford's real name is? Jonathan. John Ford. That sucks. I love John. <laughs> I, we got to start calling him John. Johnny. John Ford sounds Johnny like Ford? a true American. <laughs> John John Ford owns a dealership, right? <laughs> I was just gonna say John Ford. John Ford owns owns some sort of like mid-level car dealership. He is not playing safety for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, you have a stat on here that when was the last time the Packers had a hundred-yard running back and receiver? I don't know, probably like several games last year. If I had to guess. Yeah, probably last year, not this it's year. Been, I put that, I, I mainly put that just because it feels like it's been a while. Like, I guess, I, I wasn't really thinking about, oh yeah, that's when we had Devontae Adams who would go off for, you know, seven of your ice cream. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, well, it's like, uh, I think I read today Aaron Jones is averaging 4.6, no, 5.6 yards per carry. And I very remember, like, Mike and I did a podcast where we talked about McCarthy getting fired. And one of the stats we brought up is that how through the first two years in the NFL, Aaron Jones, like, led the league in yards per carry, but he was so underutilized where we did the math and we're like, if he just got average carries, he would have been, like, a 12 or 1300 yard back, which then the first year of before happened. So it's crazy, you know? Sometimes coaching is key. Yes. <laughs> um, last thing on the game, and then we'll move on to the, the preview, is um, turf fields are bad, Lambeau fields is good how much do you attribute the five game slide to zero home games 100 percent, all, of it. Uh, all yeah. of it i think it's huge I, there was no other issues it was only because None. We played not at home. yeah i agree there seems were no pretty, other issues it seems pretty cut and dry to me i don't know i don't know why we're talking about this <laughs> so, so the jets losing to the jets at home and having your cheese head stolen by sauce Gardner doesn't count I don't even remember that game. I don't. I'm not actually sure it happened. The who? Are you talking about who? the East Rutherford Jets? You mean the the <laughs> AFC East leading New York Jets? <laughs> Bill, I'm so glad you said that because I'm going to shoehorn in a take here. If you want to move your team out of your city, you have to name your team the East Rutherford New Jersey Jets. You can't just yes. move. You can't be the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. You are. If you want to move, that's fine. You are the Santa Clara Forty Sorry, those are the rules. So are you saying you do like the Anaheim Angels thing, Germ, where then you become the Los Angeles, you know, whatever? Like, same, yeah, dude, let's do it. It's For a the- dumb name, but yeah, they put it in there. They're like, we are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, you're same- going to have to put it in there. Those are the rules. You either have to become the state, like you're the Texas Cowboys. If you aren't the Dallas Cowboys playing in Arlington, <laughs> you got to be the Texas Cowboys. North Texas. This is such a good take. I it's hate it. You can't just take. move your team and keep the name. The Chicago Bears are moving to Arlington Heights. Because of that, they have to, if you, if that's a pull, that's the thing the city has on you, 
as like a pullback to the city. You're going to have to change your name. Sorry, you do not own this team name. You are the so Arlington Heights Bears. The it's Arlington Heights Bears or the Illinois Bears. Which one do you no, want? You have to be. You have to be the Arlington Heights Bears of the Greater Chicago Metro Area Bears. <laughs> Chicago Land Bears. Chicago. Yes. Land. But yes. that's like to Germ's point. Like, what did the Giants always say? The New York Football Giants. You mean the New Jersey Football Giants? Like, you're not exactly. Even, yeah. So I hate it. If if you're gonna move, you cannot keep the team name. You can't keep the city name. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, like I, I, being I'm, the Brooklyn you. Nets, you know, being a a borough of New York is better than lying about the state you're in. Right, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, uh, Charlie Wendell White. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Steve McNair, uh, R.I.P. Dude. Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. I know, man. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the game preview. We've got a Thursday night football game. And actually, um, Ryan, you brought up a point that I had listed as a bullet point that I have questions about, which is did for like there was like a two year period where we as fans talked about the home field advantage of the Thursday night football game being more extreme than the regular home field advantage and I have not heard that at all this week and I I don't really remember hearing it when we went and beat Arizona last year on our Thursday night game right is that is that still a thing like that you get a like the home field advantage is is more influential on a Thursday night football game is that still like a statistical thing so I don't I don't know if you have a stats guy, but I thought, Jerem, not to interrupt you, I thought it was like stats 70%. Guy. I thought it was like 70% the home team wins on a short week. I thought that's what they used to be. I don't know. That, honestly, that might be true. I feel like just regular home field advantage has ceased to exist the last few years. It's just like, at least against the spread, I know just listening to people who talk gambling, it's like, this shit just doesn't matter. We can't decide who to pick because home field doesn't matter anymore. But I'm going to go through, I'll be your stats guy for this year. I'm going to just go through every week and see how Thursday shook out so far through 10 weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Bill, what are you, uh, talk to me about. Okay, I got a stat 58% of the time. So not as high as I thought, but that's a quick Google search. So, so. We've got, we've got a deep diving analytics department uh, in Jeremy. So he's our matchup guy, literally. So uh, he's going to take, he's going to take care of this for us. (laughs) Bill, how are you feeling about the, the game coming up here uh, against the Tennessee Titans? Sorry, was that directed at me? I was coughing. Yes, I, I, that's why I filibustered and made that question a lot longer than it had to be because I saw you hacking up a lung and dying from the cowboy killers that you say soothes your throat. <laughs> well, you know what? It's a, it's an old, uh, it's an old remedy from the, the home country. Okay. Um, well, so I, I, I think the Packers are playing a, um, a mirror version of themselves, right? Um, bad wide receivers, bad quarterback play. Um, O-line's not great, um, you know, defense is decent, uh, the running game's really good. Can anyone else not hear Bill? We lost Bill for a second. Uh, okay, well, while oh, we're trying on. to find Bill. I want to talk about the, ho- the home, I don't mean to circle back, but I know Jerem's got a stat for us. Here's the thing. Yes, the home field advantage does matter for Green Bay because that's why it was a big deal that they lost to the Jets, I think it was their first home loss in 17 games, regular season, so it does matter. And I do think in the five-game skid, I think if they would have played the Giants at home they and not in Europe, they would have won that game, and I do think they would have beat the Lions at home. So I do think it matters. Green Bay's always been home at, good at home in the Aaron Rodgers era, and good when it's cold. Like the last time we played the Titans, it was dummy dumb because it was cold. So... Snow game. Snow game. Jeremy, what's the uh, what's the data on the Thursday matchups? Through ten weeks of the regular season, the home team on Thursday night football is five and five. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but that Dude. makes but that makes sense because this year has been so weird 
And that also includes the season opener where the Rams got beat by the, the Bills. They always say that game doesn't really count because it's not an actual short week. It's a season opener. So if we disclude that, what are we, 5-4? and four? Yeah, I mean, five that seems four. right. That seems right. Bill, try to talk. Hello. Bill's back. Hello. Right, okay, Bill. continue your thoughts. I have one more thing to add on to our uh, home field away thing. I mean, it's just historical. Aaron Rodgers sucks on the road. He's a 500 quarterback on the road. He's actually 57 <laughs> and 55. So I've looked into this recently, not to brag. <laughs> this isn't new. He's a historically bad quarterback on the road. He's 500. I love um, it. Did I get attacked by the Steinbots? Is that what happened? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I got a question on that. If 57 and 55 is historically bad, then what is the average Bears team over the last 10 years? This is just classic, cl- classic <laughs> deflecting over here. Talk about the bad team when the great team is supposed to be great all the time. I, I, I just, it happens every time. What, what so was Ryan, question? this, this, this whole uh, Aaron Rodgers is bad on the road bit has been going on for, I think, four or five years. And it's one of my favorite Jeremy bits because it is like it like being 500 on the road as Aaron Rodgers for Aaron Rodgers is objectively worse than you would expect and Jeremy just clings on to it because it's this but, beautiful stat that he has available it is but it's, so good but it's also to be completely honest like I'm trolling a little bit but it, it doesn't really surprise me because I feel like before the 17 game season every Packer team was going like seven and one at home or i know there's some anomalies here and there like i know 2015 we lost all the division games at home but like if you're going six and two seven and one at home and then you're splitting that that would add up to their record right like that stat does not surprise me at all really i mean there's a lot i'm sure if you looked at a lot of great quarterbacks they're probably around the same on the road so so that's jerem that's your assignment get me all the great quarterbacks road records and, and circle back with me. I appreciate that. I've got one Quick for question. you. Question: There's only there's only one great quarterback, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. Eric, would you like That's to hear the, the greatest quarterback of all time? Oh Home God! I knew this was coming. I knew this. Was you wanted coming. one. You wanted at least one guy. Right? <laughs> you got to compare him. You got to compare him to the best, right? Right. So who who would you say? Bart Starr. What is your in 164 road games, what do you think um, the greatest quarterback of all times? Um, I won't even say his name for you guys. I know okay. Mike. Well, well, I already mean, know that. What do you think his record 50, is in 164 in 57 games? 57 and 55. You said the greatest quarterback of all time, right? 57 and 55. You already told we, us. Can we give a little context here? That's also against the Dolphins, the Rutherford Jets, the Bears, and... the Lions. No, the no, Vikings. come no, give me a break. You just did 160, and then you just did 50. <laughs> 57 and 50. Okay. Just give us Brady's record. I know you're about to just do just it. Just break my heart. Just yeah. break my heart. 112 and oh. 52. Yeah. Dog, dog shit division. It's not a coincidence. The Bears. It's checkmate. Not a, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> the Lions. Checkmate. Germs like, I got you cornered now. You either have you to admit the Bears are good. Right back to you. They stink and they've stunk forever. And you've been beating up on them. <laughs> well, I just, it's okay. not a coincidence Brady left when the division started to get good. He was like, oh, that Josh Allen guy is pretty good. I better go to shitty NFC South. Forced out by I, his coach, you know. We're moving okay. on. I can't do more Brady talk. I apologize. I, I have uh, a take that I haven't seen anywhere in the Twitter sphere yet, and it's the reason that the Packers absolutely dominated the Titans in that snow game. While part of it was the snow, no one talks about it. Matt LaFleur revenge game. Yeah. There you go. Matt LaFleur revenge game. Bill, why do you look dead? Like, you have just opted out of this podcast. Or are you frozen? Am I, am I frozen? You guys are frozen for me. Oh, no, yeah, you're frozen. No, you're okay, frozen. Please. Okay. Because you literally look like you're dead. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> is, Bill, is Bill, like, actually opting out of this podcast altogether? I yeah, thought he yeah. was just Draymond Green with his mouth agape on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, like God, I don't even want to know what I look like. <laughs> Um, so, Bill, talk to me about the Matt LaFleur revenge game and then go hit a cowboy because obviously your throat's getting sore. <laughs> and, and we can't hear him anymore. Bill. Bill's such a sick dude. Bill. Ripping heaters. Can you try again, Bill. Try speaking. <laughs>
Okay, you guys are back. Yes. All right, Bill. Give me your thoughts on the revenge game. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a revenge game. Uh, are we now? Are we one or no? In... Yes. Well, wait. Well, because the the ooh, I almost said it. The Commanders game that was a revenge game, which we lost. Uh, I blacked that out. Revenge with who? The Commanders. He used to he was on their staff. No, but he was not a Commanders coach. Oh, I see. That's he was the, the coach of the R words. That was before he got handsome too. That's a different person on that staff. So that, that is a, that is nerd Lafleur. Doesn't, doesn't even count. count. Doesn't even count. Can you say we're the revenge game with the Texans too? Like, come on. I think he was on the Texans. I don't really know. <laughs> Those guys all morph together. Bill, he I'm going to plug your headset beat. and plug it back in while I talk. He should, he should have beat his brother, Michael Floor, in the Jets game. Yeah. Well, yes. Sala, Sala definitely is his dad, that's for sure. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. literally his father. Do you guys want any of the lines? I've, I've pulled it up. And I'm just curious. We're, uh, we're favorites. We're back to being favorites, minus three. Over under 41. Um, Amari Rogers is listed on the injury report as questionable. I'd say he's more than questionable. He's out. For uh, sure. Excuse me, that's my bit, sir. Do not tread on it. Um, yeah, so in terms of the Packers being favored, uh, 538 has us as two and a half point dogs. Uh, may hammer that line. So, all right, let's, let's, um, I don't know, Eddie George. Let's move on to. Oh, go ahead, Germ. I just have a question to ask. We're not the we're not smart guys. We're not we're not the gambling boys here. We just go off vibes, and um, I just want to ask, just like I did last week, how are we how are we feeling if you somehow came out of that Cowboys game with a win, which happened, and then just four days later, you got the Titans, a possibly winnable game at home. Four days later, is the season back on track? Oh, vibes are we are back on the rails? Back. Vibes are all the way back. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm literally so happy that the Packers decided not to go with Jordan Love because there is no way that this team would have four wins with Jordan Love at the helm. And so I'm just like... Jordan Love in the first quarter. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I'm just like very excited that we decided to do the right thing as an organization and to stick with our man that got us this far. I'm very, very happy. Uh, and I do think at this point that we need to extend Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and we need to trade Jordan Love for some draft picks to get some wide receivers next year. Have you guys, um, have you heard this thing that like Jones's four-year deal was really a two-year deal and a lot of people think we were going to cut him after this year? If you, if you, if the Packers cut Aaron Jones, I will not watch football next year. That's not true. I still will. But that would be an egregious move. Very, I'd be up Goot's alley, honestly, to be like, you know, who's I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure his salary, like, I'm pretty sure it skyrockets after this year. I'm like, I'm like almost hundred percent sure. Like, yeah, it, it was pretty, pretty, uh, a lot of people said it when it, when the deal happened, they're like, well, we're only paying him like a million the first year, like a couple the second year. And then it goes up to like 10 plus like year three and four. Like it's, it's very, it's very backloaded for this whole factor that we can cut in. You can't cut Aaron Jones and the cap's fake. So it doesn't really matter. Cap's the fake. cap is a myth. Why would he leave? No, there was rumors. Who would that ever here. leave this team? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming to play with Aaron Rodgers. Why would he ever leave? That you guys Wait, are crazy. By choice or force? I mean, ask that to you know Roger Amari and Allen Hill. You know, it doesn't always work that way. Um. All right, Chris Johnson. So, all right, let's move on to favorite matchup to watch. Uh, So I'm going to start with Bill to see if his audio works. Bill, what is your favorite matchup to watch this week? Uh, My favorite matchup is the Packers secondary, the new look, Lee Dam secondary with the new slot slot savage. Ooh, that's turned this way. Uh, (laughs) Slot savage in the slot. Uh, let's see how they face up against the Titans wide receiver room because that is a very bad group of wide receivers. Love it. Ryan, what's your favorite matchup for the week? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Packers receiving core versus the secondary because 
I'm looking at the injury report, and they got maybe two whoa, other. Whoa, 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 Oh, I won't say anything, but they might be missing some guys, right? So, and I. <laughs> I <laughs> and uh, he's now right that here. <laughs> you know, now that I'm uh, fully back on Christian Watson and maybe Cobb coming back, and Rodgers didn't look pretty bad for the second game this year. Um, I'm excited for that matchup. And I do like Bill's pick because after they traded A.J. Brown, I mean, I know they drafted Burke to Arkansas, but, like, I can't name another receiver on that team besides Jalen Burks. Nick westbrook Ikine. <laughs> Our stats guy. At Bless it again. Right, <laughs> Jeremy, what's your favorite matchup for the week? My favorite matchup this week is Derrick Henry versus the Packers' will to fight for their season. Love it. He's going to make it. you wish you gave up on the season last week. Yeah, but so here's the thing. Back. He's Every... going to say, oh, you thought. The last time that we played, we had a super bad run defense, and they had Derrick Henry, and it didn't even matter. Like Again, with the corners. My corner. Matchup <laughs> <Back of> stats. <laughs> so, um, okay. The, the My favorite matchup to watch is I hope – that the offensive line creates a, a, a giant hole one time because I want to see Quay Walker and Derrick Henry running full speed at each other just one time. Now, will that cause an earthquake that reverberates across the entire nation? Yes, an earthquake across the entire nation Um, but I think that if we ran the Oklahoma drill with those two people it would answer the question of the immovable object and the unstoppable force because those two men are they are human beings maybe like how many mics to tackle Derek Henry Henry? like honestly how many of you to tackle how many of me yeah eight you think this whole podcast could tackle him? Because I do. No. I, um, I, I, I'm going to giggle. We could. Speaking, I speaking think, of myself, I would get snapped in half. Yeah, but I if, think that, if, if two I go think for that the Derek, legs. I think that Derrick Henry could carry the four of us on his back. I think yeah, he'd yeah, put Quay Walker in a body bag. Well, I, I, don't, I don't much care about your thoughts here, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> I'm actually like... I'm actually, I hate to say this, on Germ's page here. I don't know where you came up with those two for the Oklahoma drill. I guess you're thinking, like, first-round pick, but it's, like, the only, the only person in the NFL that could run an Oklahoma drill against Derrick Henry and stand up is probably Aaron Donald, honestly. It is it is, it is, is 100% size because, um, now, now, Ryan, it, this is something that I've repeated on the podcast multiple times, but I, you know, the, the gif of... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, where he's like doing this from the couch, he's like pointing and snapping. Yes, yes. Every time I see Quay Walker on the screen, I'm like, look how big that guy is. <laughs> he is so big. He like dwarfs everyone out there. He's a giant, and he is just like a physical specimen. Not skill wise, not anything other than those two running at each other full speed. I won, and yes, I think Derrick Henry would win. Um, but you know who probably doesn't want it? Quay Walker. He yeah, probably doesn't want it. <laughs> I bet you he's like, fuck this. No, I agree. I want to see Ray Nitschke go against Derrick Henry. I know who wins that one. You know who Let's probably go. take him down? Nitschke. Recently retired and former Packer great linebacker Blake Martinez. <laughs> yeah, he'd be grabbed by the kneecap. He'd be putting him down. in a fucking body bag, dude. He'd be like, <laughs> yeah. All right, Vince Young. You just listen to that question I just answered. Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Huntley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. Okay, it is time now for everyone's favorite segment of the week. If his audio can stay intact for the behemoth that is this injury report. Bill, tell us about the injury report. What is going on in injury land? Well, this is actually a participation report uh, because it's the damn millenniums have gotten their way once again. <laughs> uh, 
So the Packers held a walkthrough on Tuesday and did not participate. Or did, sorry, did not practice on Monday. So these are all all these are just um, the world's longest participation report and it's an evaluation. So I'm just gonna run down everything, both teams, and just tell you who participated and who did not. Ready? Okay. Oh my god. All right. So David Bakhtiari did not participate. Chris Barnes, full participation. Devontae Campbell did not participate. Mason Crosby, full participation. Romeo Dubs did not participate. Uh, so Douglas was limited participation. Kingsley, egg, egg, yeah. And Egbare was <laughs> limited participation. Smarjin Charles did not participate. Elton Jenkins did not participate. Aaron Jones, limited participation. Alan Lazar, limited participation. El, uh, this is just, the, the font is so you small. Got you got it, you got uh, it. Keezy and Nixon, limited participation. Aaron Rodgers, limited participation. John Runyon, limited participation. Preston Smith, limited participation. Christian Watson, full participation. Devontae Wyatt, full participation. All right, Tennessee Titans. D'Amico, Danico Autry, full participation. Aaron Brewer, full participation. Randy Bullock did not participate. Bud Dupree did not participate. Ken Farley was placed on IR. Christian Fulton, full participation. Derek Henry, full participation. Cody Hollister did not participate. Amani Hooker, limited participation. Lonnie Johnson did not participate. Ben Jones did not participate. David Long, full participation. Roger McCree, limited participation. Elijah Molden, full participation. Jeffrey Simmons, limited participation. Kevin Strong, full participation. And Ryan Tano with the full participation. And that rounds it out. Bill, great work. I do, Bill, I just want you to imagine the world uh, where Engen Barre showed up on the Titans participation list and you had never heard of him before. How much worse would that have gone? Uh, well, here's the thing. I, it was bad either. Well, yes, you were right. It was, it would have been way worse. Um, I'm just glad that Yannick Ngakwe does not show up. Because <laughs> that would have been right. a nightmare. Takeaways from the injury report. What does it mean for the game? Uh, well, Christian Watson was upgraded to full participation. Uh, so that means he's good to go. There's no more uh, concussion that's not a concussion. There's no hamstring. There's no nothing. How are um, you feeling in the middle of the game when he's having to limp off the sideline because he got hurt again? I'm like, are you joking? I, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> you, were, you were back to... To Bill enough with Christian Watson. I in that double. moment I felt so so vindicated. <laughs> it was great. I do worry Ryan. if he's built for the NFL a little bit, just based off what we've seen thus far. I don't. I, I I don't think that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, Bill, no, Bill last week did think that, but yeah. he's no changed course. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is a this is a thing that we did. The last couple of seasons for the podcast was that when guys were sucking and for continued periods of time, you would bury them on the podcast so that they could play well again the next week. And that's all I was doing was simply saying, hey, Christian Watson, enough already so that he could be good for the Cowboys. Game, right. was. We're he literally made of magic. And you know what? That's my fault because, Bill, I continually forget that you are a truth teller, which well, means you cannot tell lies. And so I should have known what your master plan was. And I, I want to apologize on the front end and the back end for uh, not, middle? well, I, I don't know about the middle. Um, I'm going to have to think about that and I'll get back to you. Uh, Ryan, any takeaways before from the injury report before we get to matchup? Yes, it's not Jordan. really it's not really surprising like Bakhtiari's on this like pitch count weird thing I don't know what's going on with him so he's not surprising Rodgers is always gonna be limited because he's old honestly um I don't think Campbell or Dobbs was gonna ever play this week so it's not really surprising um yeah nothing really surprising I had to think for a second I was like who is the Titans backup and I forgot sick Malik Willis so that would have been worse for Ooh. us <laughs> You know, Carrie Tano. Collins. <laughs> Carrie Collins. All right. Yeah. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. It is time. I guarantee you, you could convince a casual football fan that Carrie Collins is still back in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> is he not? They'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. What year do you think he stopped playing? It's not a trick question. I'm actually now curious. 
Okay, we are going back over to the AFC. So not as many matchups to go through this time. Those are some of our favorite ones. The all-time record between the Green Bay Packers and the Titans of many namesakes is 7-6 Titans. They are 3-3 three and three versus the Houston Oilers, 1-0 and oh versus the Tennessee Oilers, and they are 2-4. and four. Watch out versus the Tennessee Titans since their inception. Both wins happen to be routes of those six for the Green Bay Packers versus the Tennessee Titans. The very first meeting was November 19th, 1972. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Houston Oilers 23-10. to the first matchup against the Tennessee Oilers, December 20th, 1998. The Green Bay Packers won 30-22. to And the very first matchup versus the Tennessee Titans, December 16th, 2001. The Green Bay Packers fall 20-26. to And their very last meeting was December 27th of 2020. The Packers route the Tennessee Titans 40-14. to in their last matchup of the modern era versus the Tennessee Titans that they won was a 55-7 to trouncing of a sorry-ass Titans team in which I believe Jake Locker started. It was 55-0 to before the Titans scored a point. And those are your matchup stats versus the Houston Tennessee Oiler Titans. Okay. There will be no Love Jake it. Locker slander here, okay? No Jake Love Locker it. slander. Love it. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and uh, got my second TV. I got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom. So. All right. Let's, uh, let's finish up here with our what are you most afraid of. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. What are you most afraid of going into the matchup with the Tennessee Titans? I mean, Derrick Henry, that's pretty obvious. That's, that's low-hanging fruit. I think... Um, if we're going to go deep down the rabbit hole, because, Mike, I heard you were, like, really in your feels last week, it's more like we're at a very delicate point as Packer fans right now where we just won a game, which felt f***ed up to not win for that long, and now we're, like, doing the schedule look ahead where we're, like, if we beat Tennessee. Honestly, who says we can't beat Philly? They just lost as 11. They were 11-point uh, favorites at home against the Washington R-Words, and they lost. So... I think we're in that delicate part where we're now talking ourselves into the narrative that we have a chance, you know, because we have run the table. We've had these great Packer moments. Um, that's what I'm afraid of, because it's like if we lose this game, then we're back to four and seven. And if we go lose the play, we're four and eight, our season's over. So I'm more worried about, like, the slight false hope or optimism we might have being ripped away from us once again. That was a really deep. I think you probably just want, like, a matchup, but that's how I'm feeling no, that was good. Bill? Um, I'm afraid that the Cowboys game is just an outlier and actually still bad. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what are you most afraid of? Well, as you know, being the non-fan of the team, I can vacillate between being afraid of me being afraid of something and me telling you what you should be afraid of. I yes. think you should be afraid of, I'm going this route this week, you should be afraid of the fact that Mike Vrabel will not succumb to dumb dumb brains of Lambeau Field. He doesn't beat himself like other idiots that go to that stadium and <laughs> just act like they've never so watched or coached or played a football game before. Mike Vrabel's <laughs> not an idiot. All right. Um, the thing I'm most afraid of is that the Packers are um, pretty good, but we only have a limited number of good plays as like very heavy set old people will tell you when they tell you to go get a beer. Uh, God only gave me so many steps and I think God has given the Packers only so many good plays and I am nervous that we are going to use all of our good plays against the Tennessee Titans so that we have none left against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my biggest fear. So, all right, 
Uh, let's run through this list. Lendale White, Nate Washington. I think, is that it? Derek Mason? Yeah, I think that's one of them. Lendale White is, props to whoever puts the list together, Lendale White is such a good, such a good, just random Titans name. Brett Favre goes back to pass, he pumps. Now he fires over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Let's finish up with our predictions. All right, boys, uh, we'll start with Bill. Bill, give me your prediction. All right, well, I was very wrong last week. So <laughs> I'm a little afraid to put out a score this week because I don't know what's gonna happen. Especially now that we won. Like if, if, if we had lost last week, but they probably This is easy. Now, now I'm kind of second guessing myself. Um, but since uh, since we are playing the mirror version of ourselves, uh, this is actually going to be a final score of 21 to 21. The Packers and the Titans are tied. They are the same team. They are the same team, and therefore no one will lose, but no one will no one will win. I love it. I love it. All right, Ryan, your um, your um, I agree with Bill's score for the Titans of twenty one, but I mean, as much as Derrick Henry is scary, we've done all right against him in the past. Our team objectively should be better against the run, and they don't scare me as much as like the Titans or like I'm sorry the. Cowboys could say what you want. Most people would take Dak over Tannehill, and they have a better receiving core. So they don't scare me in that aspect. And I think the Packers are going to move the ball, but it's going to be cold, might snow. I'll be there. Wish I could give an updated thing, but uh, I think they're going to move the ball and pick in two goals. I think it's 27-21 Packers. Packers win and cover. Good teams win, great teams cover. Jeremy? Well, as we saw against the Cowboys... The Packers decided that they're going to run the ball now. And for some reason, I believe they're going to carry a game plan into next week, which I don't know why I would. I don't know why you guys would believe that, but I'm doing it anyway. They're going to decide to run. The Titans are coming in to run the ball. We already know that. Mike Vrabel is on the sidelines on NFL film sound effects, stating that they can't tackle Derek. We are giving the ball to Derek. I do not care what you guys say. We're giving the ball to Derek. He knows how to operate his team. It's not going to be very high scoring, as he said. Hopefully we get some flurries. I love a good flurry in uh, Green Bay in November. Um, low scoring, couple field goals. We're going to have a fat Randy game winner, 2017 Titans. And because it worked last week, I will be giving another speech. Gentlemen, the Green Bay Packers did what they needed to do, what they promised that they would do, which is rare, and go out and beat Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. And what I want you to think, most people out there, yet the people on the other side of the aisle, what they are saying to you is that that was a fluke. You heard it on this podcast. Bill's biggest fear being that this was a fluke, that it was one game in which Aaron Rodgers exacted his revenge on Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. But no, not this week. The Packers will not fall to a look-ahead game against the Philadelphia Eagles. They will not have a letdown game from the big win against the Dallas Cowboys. These Green Bay Packers are here to stay. And they will win this game 35-18. to 18. Your Green Bay Packers will be rolling into Philadelphia two Sundays from now. Coming off two wins and on their way to the playoffs. What did I say? 35 to 18? 35 to 18. 35 to 18. 30 points again. I think one thing we can all agree on is even if both teams decided to just run the ball the entire time, it would still be more entertaining than any Broncos primetime game we've seen this year. So, at least in that aspect, we're fine. Uh, you are not wrong. I agree. All also, right, boys, that is 
Oh wait, I think I have one more thing to add. Shit. Mike, I don't know if your speech was supposed to be, you know, empowering because you're standing up. I didn't feel that empowered, sorry. But um That's okay. <laughs> Most people don't. Most people don't know I'm standing, but I'm giving I'm giving them what they need. Yeah, the the belief that he's I, I wore the tie for that speech. Listen, one thing that like it's a joke, but it's not, I will be in the building and I feel like I've almost every Packers primetime game I've been to, they've won. I think their cumulative record when I go to games is five and three, I want to say. But I've been intense in five years. So, you know, the magic's in the air. Mick Goldens will be flowing cold as ice, Mike. I'm sure you understand. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I think the Packers, I think they're going to pull it out. But then we, oh, that's what I was going to say. Who says 9-8 and eight can't be, you know what's crazy? Right now, after everything's all said and done, the Packers are in, the, they're the ninth seed, and obviously the seventh seed makes the playoffs. And you can't tell me 9-8 and eight in the NFC might not make the, the wild card this year. I think it will. Could. I don't know if it will, but it could. It could, too. You know? I think it could, too. And that is it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening, and we will see you next week. Bill, send us out. Go, back, go. For a lower draft pick? Back. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs>